0: the cozy to you and welcome to all things cozy with Matt.
1: <laughs> I was so distracted by your <laughs> sorry your accent was so funny that I was just laughing about it in my head and
0: what's your name
1: <laughs> Jillian
0: we're a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm soft and comforting and if you couldn't tell by that offensively bad Irish No I accent. think you have a
1: future in voice work <laughs>
0: On today's episode, we'll be finding the coziness at the end of the rainbow as we discuss cozy St. Patrick's Day traditions. But first, let's dive in to what's making us feel cozy this week. What's making me feel cozy this week are babies.
1: Which is, you know, a staple of coziness.
0: It's a staple of coziness. I didn't know that about myself, though. I always figured I was... Let me put it this way. I... Typically, when I encounter a baby, I feel anxious because I feel mm-hmm. like it's going to hate me, it's going to cry, Which I'm, I'm going to handle it wrong, don't like get. support the head. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm going to get, I'm going to be doing it wrong. But we have friends visiting us and their babies with them, six-month-old boy. And very cute. he is amazing. He is so full of joy and he's really comfortable with strangers. Jillian yeah. actually moments ago was holding him yeah, and I doing said- an amazing job. Like I actually have never seen him so happy. <laughs> I, I, feel, I really realize that he probably hates me because no, he was so comfortable with no, you. No, if I was
1: a baby, I would love you. That's why it's, it makes me laugh to say I don't think babies would like you because you're so calm. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I love babies so much. I used to nanny babies. I love sniffing their little heads.
0: That baby smells incredible. I
1: love when they cuddle into your chest.
0: Oh, they yeah. Well, still... you were getting a lot of that.
1: I love baby cuddles. So this baby was a big cuddler mm-hmm. and has no stranger anxiety which is actually might be a good thing later in life, but right now it's very, very good. Yeah. Um, So some babies, they just can't be separated from their parents, and they scream and cry and what have you, but this baby is all about the loving.
0: I think six months old is, like, a really nice age, or at least I I feel like it as an outsider, Mm -hmm. because (laughs) maybe at least for my, like, couple-hour-long babysitting sessions that we've been doing, we're just kind of, like, watching the baby while our friends make us dinner. That sounds awful, but, you know, they're staying in our place, they're being amazing guests, and... And making us dinner and stuff. It's really it's been a really great uh, visit, especially because this baby. I'm like looking forward to him every day. Yeah. I come home from work and I'm like Aww. the thing I'm looking forward to the most so is jealous. spending time with that baby. Yeah. And what's especially cozy is uh, we were out actually, and he fell asleep in my arms and mm. just slept there for an hour and was just the warmest little bug and
1: yeah. little elf bug.
0: I'm like, do I want? Do I need a baby now? I kind of feel like I need a baby. I say yes, <laughs> so I can babysit
1: it all the time, and then I can get photos of you with the baby because you look so cute with a baby. <laughs> There's your husband, and I just want an Instagram feed of Matt with a baby. I would follow it right away.
0: All things and, Matt with babies. Yeah, all, thing, all things look Matt out. with babies. 2021. It's
1: very very cute.
0: Anyway, so. I mean that's a super basic thing, but honestly, that's a, that's what's making me feel cozy is. Uh, a baby and especially holding a baby while it's sleeping.
1: Yeah. Especially if you don't have to care for it full time. Oh yeah. I feel like I'm adorable. definitely
0: like as a friend getting to enjoy a friend's baby. It's like wonderful. I feel like it's kind of analogous to like the grandparent role where it's mm-hmm. like you just get to like pop in for brief periods of time <laughs> Yeah, and get the best hits and then, and then bounce away. That's what I get to do. So it's been nice.
1: Well, the thing about babies that's so fun is that everything is wildly amazing and interesting mm-hmm. to them.
0: Oh so. yeah. Like every, like light is just,
1: it's, yeah.
0: You, you it, didn't, you, I never realized how interesting light was, but you, gotta see, you have to see it through baby's eyes.
1: Yeah, and that's something I that's really cool. But thank you for letting me hold the little, little baby. <laughs> it, it, it tooted on me.
0: Three times. <laughs> Even
1: the toots were cute. It was so, so
0: comfortable. It's just like, actually, yeah. let her rip.
1: Yeah, let her rip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Julian, what's making you feel cozy?
1: So what's making me cozy this week is Alex Trebek, because he recently announced that he's doing better after health setbacks. In case you didn't know, he's battling stage four pancreatic cancer, which Mm. isn't cozy, but he just passed the statistic that a lot of people in this stage of his battle pass away. Mm -hmm. And so I find it nice how he's been updating fans and keeping them in the loop since the beginning, which is something he didn't have to do. And I never really watched Jeopardy, but I've been having to write about him a lot. And just hearing him even talk about these updates and the sound of his voice is really comforting. Mm -hmm. Even in this, you know, troubling time in his life, he's very steady. That's something about him. And I haven't found any dirt in his past. Always when I'm researching someone, something comes up. And believe me,
0: Jillian's (laughs) looking for the dirt. I'm
1: looking for the dirt. She's sniffing around (laughs) like a
0: pig looking for truffles.
1: (laughs) So, um, yeah. It's dirt, Jillian. Yes, I know that. <laughs> um, but I'm, re- I'm not writing about the dirt on Alex Trebek. He's battling where pancreatic cancer. But there was not really no dirt to write about him. But fans love him. And uh, maybe I will tune to Jeopardy because he just is a workhorse. He's been doing the same thing for so long. He just seems like a really sweet guy. And every time I watch his messages, I feel calmed for some reason. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, he's a really huge staple of American life. He's been on Jeopardy for... I think since the country was founded. It's been a long time. Yeah,
1: a long, long time. Um,
0: I just saw something about um, like a meme that was describing basically a a visual comparing, really loving something and caring about it, like, or or someone supporting you. And it was you sick as a child and the price is right. But I feel like you could just say that as much about Jeopardy. Like Jeopardy is kind of the same deal. I I don't know how many times I've like been sick in bed, like when I was Mm -hmm. a kid, like, eating tomato soup and watching Jeopardy! in the afternoon. And it's just like a really... Where I'm from, it comes out in the afternoon. I know it's an evening thing on the coast, but in good old Chicago, it came out at 4 p.m. I think maybe 5 That's but.
1: when I was watching my soaps.
0: <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just like, it's great. I'm glad that he's keeping people in the loop because a lot of people care about him. Yeah, and he's a, a, a
1: got protect costs. A big
0: part of a lot of people's daily lives.
1: Yeah, and he's also drawing awareness to... Because yeah. a lot of people don't talk about I think, especially... You know, those kinds of issues when you're a public person, which you don't have mm-hmm. to talk about, but it's nice that he's also doing advocacy in that way. But just the sa- something about the sound of his voice is very calming and comforting, Bringing yeah. it back to a cozy celeb.
0: Definitely. Yeah. He kind of gives off a an aura of stability and sometimes can be a little bit like, okay, you think you know it all, but that's also kind of like fun. I think he owns that. Yeah.
1: Well, he's gotten made
0: fun of enough for it. Let me just say,
1: if a ship is going down, I'm following him. (laughs) (laughs) He seems like he'd be able to lead the helm. Something about him.
0: I am 100% on the Trebek train. Yeah. You can keep that Sajak subway. I'm on the Trebek train. (laughs) Before we dive into St. Patty's Day. Yes. We have a little tea to spill.
1: Yes, we were gifted two types of teas from Sacred Blossom Farm. It's run by this really cool guy named Tony. It's a farm in Wisconsin, and he gave us two types, Angel and Dream. And Matt is drinking Angel.
0: Yes, and Angel is minty fresh. It has like a nice rounded um, apple flavor to it, and I think elderberries in it as well. It's, it's a nice balance. It's very tasty.
1: Yeah, and they say all the ingredients on the back. It says, Angel is a lovely tangle of leaves, petals, and fruit. This blend makes for a wonderful daily ritual to promote calm and nourish body and spirit. So that's when you want a little pep in your step, as I like to say. And the second tea is called a dream. So if you want to have a little calm down, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're going to sleep.
0: If Jillian seems a little energy, it's because she's drinking dream.
1: Yes, I'm drinking dream. And honestly, actually, it is very calming. I do feel I'm in a little bit of a dream. So uh, this one has really cool ingredients as well, a little bit of lavender in there, and this is a great time to wind down from your daily stresses.
0: And the tea leaves are beautiful, and the flowers in there, yeah really pretty.
1: Yeah, so it does look really gorgeous, and that's just because all the, the herbs and ingredients are hand-picked, and Tony practices hand skill farming, and that allows them to sustainably grow and deliver a spectacular quality of freshness, and no herbicides, and no pesticides. Everything is just by hand and making sure they're protecting the health of the planet. So that's something that's different because you can go and buy teas at you know, your local grocery store, but but I Having personally it be sustainable love- sustainable yeah, amazing. Yeah, be sustainable. And the fact that he has this farm and is really appreciating the land and using it to make the freshest uh, quality teas possible is honorable in my opinion. So please check it out. Um, like I said, this dream, I really feel like I'm floating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I do have a pep in my step from the angel. Yeah, so a little pep in my step. I second Jillian, uh, this tea is very tasty and worth checking out.
1: Yeah. What's really cool about Sacred Blossom Farm is that all the leaves and flowers are carefully cut, dried, and hand processed. The farm respects all the wildlife in the area. Tony is really, you know, respectful of the land and making sure everything's environmentally friendly. And that's just not something you're going to get with other tea companies. So if you want, you know, independent farming and you want to know where your ingredients come from, it's a really cool company to check out.
0: And as a listener of All Things Cozy, you can enjoy a discount at checkout. So if you go to sacredblossomfarm.com and use code COZY at checkout, you'll get a 15% off discount on your order.
1: Yeah. You want to have a little dream and go to sleep, or if you want to pep in your step, try Angel.
0: Yeah. Check it out. Highly recommend.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Jillian. (laughs) Let's go into St. Patrick's Day. It's not the first holiday I think of when I think of cozy holidays. It's a little bit blink and you miss it, right?
1: That's the opposite for me. Really? I was obsessed with it as a kid well, to a you bizarre were obs- You degree. were obsessed
0: with leprechauns. and that's. <laughs> oh,
1: I think that's why, yeah. Yeah,
0: so I think, I think that's associated. I mean, I'm from Chicago, which has a huge Irish-American population and takes it very seriously. We're going to dive into everything that we've experienced with St. Patrick's Day and coziness. I think it is a very cozy holiday, but it's also kind of secretly cozy. It doesn't announce itself the same way Christmas or... I mean, I think Halloween's cozy, but Halloween's more prominent. Thanksgiving, let's say. Mm -hmm. Just a little St. Patty's Day background. It's celebrated annually on March 17th, for anyone who has issues with calendars. (laughs) Um, And it celebrates the patron saint of Ireland, St. Patrick. And St. Patrick was famous for bringing Christianity to Ireland. There's a legend that he used a clover to demonstrate the Holy Trinity to those heathen Irish people who weren't Christian at the time.
1: Yeah, when I was younger, I didn't realize all the religious...
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very it's religious, religious holiday. holiday yeah. um, and it really wasn't until Irish Americans created traditions around St. Patrick's Day that have now actually gone all the way back to Ireland... Because really when I was reading about St. Patrick's Day, the way it's celebrated in Ireland, I get more of the sense that it's a religious holiday. You go to church, you have dinner. But in America, you have parades and people get really drunk and party. Um, There's a lot of foods associated with the holiday in in America that actually were never associated Mm -hmm. with the holiday in Ireland, which is kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, so one thing I didn't know about St. Patrick was that he was in England for a little bit and he came back to Ireland to convert um, predominantly pagans to Christianity, like Matt mentioned. But since he was familiar with you know the Irish traditions and cultures from years past, um, he chose to incorporate Irish ritual and symbols into his teaching instead of just eradicate them completely. And that's how we got the Celtic cross, which is something also I didn't know. Prior. Which,
0: I mean, was serving drama all over the 90s. <laughs> so thank you, St. Patrick. Yeah, there you go. That's the background on the holiday, but... In terms of why it's cozy, I mean, I, I I look at how it was celebrated in Chicago for me. And I mean, Chicago takes St. Patrick's Day actually very seriously. As so, does New York. Yeah. They dye the Chicago River green.
1: Not doing it this year, though. They aren't? Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. A lot of things are getting canceled or postponed right now because of yeah. the coronavirus. Is that related to it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure they're not doing the parade and stuff. And typically, they dye the River Green, have a huge parade which is televised in Chicago. Um, it might be televised elsewhere too. For me, person, I mean, those are great things, and I, you know, you check them out when you're a Chicagoan. But for me, what is cozy about the holiday, as as it is for most things, are like just memories and food.
1: <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Same. Uh, when I think about the holiday, for me, like it brings up memories of going and getting corned beef and cabbage, which is. Again, an American dish. I didn't realize this, that like...
1: This is cheap.
0: It's cheap, yeah. It's because Irish Americans really couldn't afford bacon sometimes, I guess, because they were, you mm-hmm. know, you're you're struggling if you're an immigrant. And they were like, eh, let's substitute it with corned beef. And then that became popular in America and got back to Ireland and became like a whole thing there too. So there's a weird like cross-pollination happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, the, the meat is so tender. It's like just a really tasty dish. Oh,
1: I, I loved it when I was little, but now looking back on it, on it I wonder how I ate it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So salty. But like, I mean, I, I, I think I'd eat it now if I weren't a vegetarian, obviously I think the flavor would appeal to me. I, I think I typically would have it in a sandwich form like mm. on rye bread or, um, definitely have a side of potatoes. So,
1: yeah, um, for sure. Potatoes. Cabbage. cabbage that cabbage is
0: part of it. Right. Yeah. Um, did your mom make it? No, we actually would go to a pub to, to eat oh, it. There's nice. a pub in um, the suburb we lived in, Chicago. We'd go there. That was like a good corned beef and cabbage place. Yeah. We also would have potato pancakes, like as a hmm. side, all around a very tasty meal. And I, I kind of, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll do a vegan version or a vegetarian version uh, to celebrate this year. Try that out. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. I have a, a little recipe I'll share in a little bit that's vegan. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um... But it's funny because a lot of times people, most of the time, people make fun of uh, Irish food for being bland. Mm -hmm. And though it is very bland, it kind of speaks to my sensibilities. (laughs) Just put some salt on some carbs and i I especially, I'm I'm
0: (laughs) satisfied with just bread.
1: Yeah. No, I would eat just bread too. Yeah.
0: In terms of memories too, in terms of the holiday that makes it feel cozy for me is... My, I mean, my family like to celebrate it as, like, an excuse to party. Mm. So, I have, you know, there are family parties, I re- remember. But the final thing that I, I just have to say about what makes it feel cozy for me is um, my stepdad's family uh, is Irish-American. And they had the whole coat of arms and everything. Mm. The, they took that very seriously. And my grandpa had a shillelagh. And if you're not familiar with oh, a yeah, shillelagh, it's a cudgel. It's like a... It's like a walking stick, but it's uh, oh, a yeah. it's knotty. Yeah,
1: I know what you're talking about. now. And
0: um, I'm sure you had some leprechauns that had shillelaghs. Oh, of course. And you would fight with them, so you could walk with it. But also, there's shillelagh fighting, and you just you know you can beat somebody over the head with it. It's very thick, typically. And I think I know why I was drawn to it because, as a huge fan of Star Wars, I always liked Emperor Palpatine. He like I like wizards, I guess. So he was like always oh, an old wizard and has lightning out of his fingers. That's cool. And he kind of walks around with a cane in Star Wars Return of the Jedi. And it's a shillelagh if you really look at it. It's like yeah. a knotty piece of, you know, a walking stick. And so what I would do when um, I would be at my grandpa's place was I would literally pretend I was the Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars and walking around with a shillelagh <laughs> as a cute. cane. That's cute.
1: I want to see photos of that.
0: I I mean, I did a lot of cane work as a kid. A okay. um, My grandma had one like a hook cane so that I would do more of the Michigan J-Frog sort of like... Hello, my darling. Hello. Like you oh, do, like course. kind of like you know the kicks, and that was the kind of work I would do with that cane. The shillelagh was more serious, you know. Like I'm an old man, you know. <laughs> oh, well, it's per- it's, it's get off my lawn! I'm going to yeah. hit you with this big shillelagh. And you really
1: could? You could knock. Someone yeah, out. you
0: really could. Kind of a random. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> road to go down. Matt
1: loves his canes. Yeah, I, lo- That's I what do we, love what canes, we but
0: like you know, it's it's Irish, you know. Oh, for sure. Um, did
1: you decorate in your home?
0: You know, we did a little bit. I remember. I have a really strong memory of my aunt coming over once, and like just like bringing a bag full of like dollar store St. Patrick's Day decorations, like kind of just like paper cutouts you put on your wall, and little things you drape, uh, streamers, and yeah. those like really cheap uh, green top hats.
1: Oh, of course,
0: um, that you would wear. So, I, yeah, we decorate a little bit. Uh, I guess if if someone cared enough to bring stuff over to us, or we found a few cute things, but it was nothing regular. It was always paper. It was just temporary stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, what I realized going back to the suburbs and because I was at home for a wedding, I noticed that the suburbs really lean into St. Patrick's Day. There's decorations in every storefront and every grocery store. Yeah, businesses.
0: Actually, I was just in Palm Springs, and most places had, like, window clings that were St. Patrick's Day themed. Yeah, like sparkling clovers.
1: Yeah, just uh, little rainbows or prostitutes. Any places. excuse, that's cozy to me. Yeah, I mean, I love a, a business that leans into holiday decorations, but you don't tend to see it as much in bigger cities, St. Patrick's Day decorations, even in, well, I guess in New York City, but um, yeah, in the suburbs, they go hard because of the St. Patrick's decorations, at least on Long Island. For me, I have a little bit more bizarre I'm I traditions. cannot wait to
0: dive into Jillian's St. Patrick's Day coziness because... Jillian was obsessed with leprechauns, and so just can you can you tell the tale?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'll dive right in. Uh, so for some reason, I was really into leprechauns, as I was frogs, as I've mentioned before, and that just made me a really cool want to be around person.
0: Is green your favorite color?
1: It was when I was younger. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, I w- and then I s- transitioned into blue, but I was hardcore green favorite my favorite color which fit Mm -hmm. with my whole vibe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Leprechaun frog girl.
1: Yeah. Leprechaun frog girl, you know, TM. For some reason, I was super into leprechauns and I think my mom's partly to blame because she is always telling me stories about leprechauns, St. Patrick's day. My mom is a great storyteller, which is one of her, you know, strengths. I would say she's very, um, she is really a big hit with kids because she can captivate them with stories or she, creative things and imaginings and she always made her holidays very magical. And that's just one thing I always remember. There's so much magic in the holidays. What she would do is <laughs> since I was so fascinated with leprechauns, I had this squirrel trap.
0: <laughs> uh oh, did leprechauns get trapped in there too?
1: I put it out at night. So we'd have our corned beef and cabbage.
0: A little piece of gold.
1: I would take a little piece of corned beef and cabbage. I would Oh yeah. Yeah, I would I would take it. Mm-hmm. Little, my mom would give me a little sliver and a little napkin. I'd go to sleep. Before I went to sleep, I'd put my corned beef and cabbage in the squirrel trap.
0: Which you had by your bed? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> Did you ever catch
0: a squirrel in there? <laughs> it seems like you could catch a mouse.
1: That'd be a disturbing make with a dead mouse. <laughs> well, it's, no, it's, a, it's a friendly trap.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, that's what I imagined. <laughs> I didn't think you were trying to kill the leprechauns.
1: As a friendly trap
0: Wake up to a leprechaun With his neck broken
1: And I don't know What I was thinking I just I guess I thought That I'd wake up And the leprechaun Would be there And then me ask him Where his gold was I don't know what I was What my end game was I
0: don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, It doesn't seem like You really thought Through the next steps Of like Now I have a really Irate little person
1: yeah, I don't know Maybe like your own be my like friend childhood I Childhood Guantanamo yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it through. Um, abducted. So when I woke up... Jillian's bedroom. <laughs> one time my mom, she uh, spread green glitter around the squirrel trap, mm-hmm. and the door of the squirrel trap was open, and she actually sewed little clothes, and she put little clothes on the squirrel trap like he had got caught. Mm-hmm. So part of his jacket got ripped off when he's escaping from the squirrel trap. The corned beef was a little bit eaten. <laughs> And then, I love
0: this so much. I'm, I'm <laughs> so charmed.
1: And then my mom also, you know, when you go to the Michael's, they have those little things for dollhouses that you can paint, little yeah. tiny furniture. She had it unpainted. Like he passed the time by making little furniture because leprechauns, as we'll get into it in a little bit, they're known as cobblers, shoemakers, builders. They're That's, an
0: industrious they're people. They're
1: industrious. That's their occupation. So while he is Passing the time, my Guntamana—I can't say it—in my prison. <laughs> <laughs> he was making little furniture as well, and so that was always so magical. Imagine waking up, seeing the stream of glitter out of your squirrel trap—it <laughs> was thrilling.
0: I—I I, I, I imagine I would be thrilled to discover that now. I—I I, want to see this. Do you have pictures of it?
1: Mm, I'll text my mom, but she—that's one thing that she was always really good at, you know, uh, and that. I think, helped my imagination flourish mm-hmm. in that way because I was always imagining these little, you know, things while I was sleeping, what's going what on. Were, what were you
0: most curious about in terms of leprechauns? Like, what did you want to know? Or what 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 gripped you about them?
1: Well, when, when I asked my mom about what me and my sister's interests comparatively, um, my, my sister was dolls. My middle sister was cartoons. But I was always really into fairies and stories. And I think... Fairies and leprechauns—they have so many stories attached to them. Mm-hmm. Trickery, folklore, all those—it's just a magical. It's all these worlds. They're that, messy
0: and they live for drama.
1: Yeah, they're they're yeah. I like I like the tricks. Yeah, I like some hijinks. <laughs> That's definitely up my alley. They're humorous. They right. you know, and that that captivated me and also the allure of a gold somewhere. And, oh, yeah. And not being able to find them. I guess, do they really the exist? Mystery. Do they not? Yeah, the mystery of it. The and birth
0: we're... of an investigative journalist.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, where, where do they live? All the there's so many questions and there's something, yeah, they're just, they're magical little creatures and that intrigued me and I wanted to capture them in my squirrel trap <laughs> <laughs> and get all the answers. <laughs> and the other big part of my leprechaun obsession was this leprechaun statue I had called Ignatius.
0: Very appropriate name.
1: Which for the longest time, my mom had told me that he was put under a curse and that he was frozen and that he was a real leprechaun. And that if I put pennies under his butt, cause he sat on a little stool mm-hmm. that they would come true. And I kept in my year- room all year long. I didn't realize how terrifying he was until I actually saw him going <laughs> home recently it's hard to describe, but what I learned was that he was this collector's item to promote Guinness beer. Cause, oh,
0: really? Because, <laughs> yes, he, he
1: has a little Guinness in his hand. Oh. And he has a harp. And it was made in the 1960s. And actually go on, can be sold on eBay for a good amount of money. But I, you know, treated it like crap. And the, his beard's missing. Part of it's missing. What's he made out of? Oh, I'll get Is back to Is it porcelain or, like, not, fabric? Not porcelain. It's some weird... Material. Um okay. He definitely looks like he was made in the 60s, and his cheeks are all red, and I'll share a picture of it um, once the, the episode goes up on our Instagram stories, but he definitely has quite the face. Today's a very rare and highly sought piece, dates back to the 1960s, and was made in England. So... Uh, but I thought that he was just a frozen leprechaun under a curse. Little I did mean, I know that both I it can
0: be true, I suppose. Yeah, they, maybe Guinness was freezing leprechauns and selling them as yeah, it was my promotion. grandpa's. They didn't
1: know that I had some like, you know, bar room collector's item. I thought it was something magical. Reminds me
0: of an episode of The Simpsons where they're on hard times, they go to pawn off one of uh I think Marge's mother's or father's like old heirlooms and it turns out to just to be like an alcohol, a bottle of Jameson that just like instead. Of, this is like a Civil War soldier. Yeah. Anyway,
1: no, but good old Ignatius, he was a big part of my life. I pennies, so many pennies under that butt, and uh, people would come sleep over and they'd be terrified because he'd be in the corner of my room. <laughs> you know, he's a creepy little figurine. Did your wishes come true? I, I, I Matt, I was taking so many pennies I couldn't keep track. <laughs> I had a lot of wishes. I was greedy. Uh, so yeah, I think what makes. St. Patrick's Day cozy for me it was just my mom making it so magical and cool, and yeah, the, the setting up the trap, not knowing what I would find in the morning.
0: Would that happen locally around St. Patrick's Day, like that would be like a St. Patrick's Day activity, or was this like a year-round interest?
1: It was, well, Leprechaun for me was a year-round <laughs> interest. Yeah, I would I would watch Leprechaun movies all year round, all that all that stuff. I mean, I had a year-round interest in fairies and leprechauns, but the trap would be St. Patrick's Day after the corned beef and cabbage dinner, then I would get to work mm-hmm. waiting for my unsuspecting victim. <laughs> so yeah, that was um, a good, good time in my life. That's amazing. Yeah. And then before we move on, I want to share the recipe that I had mentioned. One year I made colcannon. Cannon. I, I, I looked it up to, pronoun- to pronounce before, so that I'm pretty sure it's colcannon. Cannon. And it is an Irish dish made of cabbage kale, or any other greens you want to use, and potatoes mashed together. So, one year I made this vegan recipe that instead of using like a beef, because sometimes most commonly in this dish they put throw beef in, you put in a satin. Okay. So, yeah, it's actually it's really good. So you mash all the potatoes and put soy milk in this recipe. In this case, butter, make it really creamy, but not a full mash. Mm-hmm. Then you saute your kale and satin and whatever else you want to put in it. And then you mix it all together and put your seasonings. It's definitely a big comfort food. I'll share the full recipe it in, sounds the, delicious. in the Facebook group. Yeah, it's a good hack for an, a vegan Irish meal. That's wonderful. Yeah.
0: Were there, were there movies? You mentioned you watched movies all year round with leprechauns in them. Was there a favorite of yours that you can recall?
1: I do recall one instance where my mom was picked pick up from my friend's house and she got went to Blockbuster to get me one of my Leprechaun movies. And she's like, oh, I got you this Leprechaun movie. Leprechaun on the hood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Leprechaun on the hood.
0: <laughs> and she's
1: like, oh, you know, you haven't seen this before. I got it for you, whatever. And I guess in a bad mood, I said, I already saw that, mom. And I really like, bit her head off. And that's one of those things where I haven't... Crystal clear, you know. My mom went and got me a little oh, Leprechaun yeah. movie, and I was so mean.
0: It's because you didn't want to see it, or because you already, I seen, already it. seen
1: it. I've already seen it. Of course, I've seen every freaking Leprechaun movie.
0: <laughs> that reminds—it's heartbreaking. You think back to that, and you're like, I hate myself. I remember I, know. I, I did something similar with the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. <laughs> so I was super excited about the Prince of Egypt coming out, and my mom knew that. And
1: <laughs> sorry, Ed's.
0: It's the animated dream movie. I, I
1: know, but I've never met anyone who, like, yeah, the Prince of Egypt, that was I my... was
0: obsessed. I was like, I, I think it's her fault because she was so into the Ten Commandments, which we would watch every Easter. So the idea of, like, an animated kids version of that was, like, really, I was ready for it. She got the CD hmm. and she got it for me in the car. And I remember being so mad because I didn't see the movie yet and it would spoil the movie. <laughs> and i like
1: because it matters so much
0: yeah and i i made her feel so bad
1: oh would you yell at her
0: i think i think it was like as snotty as that snotty. Was like, how can i listen to this like now you're gonna now i can't help but listen to it <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna spoil the movie it didn't spoil anything i enjoyed the soundtrack i loved it and i loved the movie it was like i don't yeah. know i was a real brat in that moment, and I. Still think about that and I'm sorry, mom, that was a terrible I, I was a very bad son in that moment.
1: I don't think it's part of our characters. I think that's why it sticks out to us because I never really was bratty like that as a kid. we yeah. like, What idiot, mom. I wasn't that wasn't my personality, but for whatever, you know, the and, leprechaun. And, movies, and with that example yeah. in
0: particular, I'm like, what was wrong with me? I think I think it must have truly been like I was in adolescent brain and like there was a weird, I had like a weird hormonal day or something. Uh, I was in a growth spurt and out of sorts. I don't know. Cause that does, that reaction was not. Yeah. Warranted. You don't
1: mess with the Prince of Egypt. It's very important. <laughs>
0: There's an order to this. So speaking of, st patrick's day movies although i don't know if this would be classified as a st patrick's day movie or a christmas movie i guess you could say both but i think it's definitely more st patrick's day
1: yeah for um, sure I, what the reason why i was interested in it was because it did have that christmas element and christmas is cozy
0: yeah well so jillian's like well can we talk about a leprechaun movie for the st <laughs> patrick's day and i was like i i don't think those horror movies are really great for the podcast and she's like no i mean an animated christmas special from 1981 <laughs> called leprechauns christmas gold and i was like and i'm like i love rankin and bass stop motion animation that's what this is oh yeah and i was like i've never heard of that in my life let's do it um so yeah it's a rankin and bass st patrick's day special from the very early 80s and it's short it's only 25 minutes long and it's actually really freely available online if you're interested in watching it um we'll share
1: the link in the group
0: it's a little nutty and like a That's little forgettable. I love it.
1: It's so nutty. That's why it's amazing.
0: So, Jillian, can you give us a rundown of the plot of l- sure. Leprechaun's Christmas Gold?
1: And I had to write down some notes because it is very convoluted. For
0: uh, for a short that runs about 20 minutes long, there's a lot going on. It moves very oh, quickly. Oh, my God.
1: So, the main players are Dinty Doyle, Blarney, Matt, you take it away. Kill a Killarney. It's very hard to say, but I like how it rhymes. And old Mag the Hag, who is a banshee, and we'll get to her in a little bit. So it starts off with Dinty Doyle. He's on a ship, and his captain says, you know, I forgot to get the Christmas tree on the boat this year. We usually have one. Do you mind going and get getting one? And so they spy an island, and they're off the coast of Ireland, mind mm-hmm. you. So Dinty Doyle goes on the island. He starts digging up a tree, a pine a pine tree.
0: By the way, this pine tree is on the beach yeah. by itself. Very, very <laughs> peculiar. Like, very very lucky. It's it's pine trees can be by the coast. I'm saying it's like
1: right there feet, as soon he feet steps from,
0: feet from the water.
1: And as as he starts digging the tree up, he spots some leprechauns, which he seems very you, non you know amazed by. It's just your average leprechauns just running around, and so they're watching him from the distance behind the rocks. This little leprechaun family, or there's uh, female leprechauns as well, which you don't commonly see most of leprechauns in popular culture are men.
0: Well where do you think the baby leprechauns come from?
1: Yeah, gotta yeah, you're right. They gotta reproduce. So the whole family's out there watching him dig this up this pine cone tree. And uh, they're worried because that's where the banshee lives. It's her little prison.
0: Although they don't remember that initially. They're like, oh should he be doing that? Is that a problem? And <laughs> then when he's like the the dad's like, yeah it is and by that and it's too late.
1: Which side note, my mom also when I was little we had a pool and these pine trees lining the pool. And I guess I was a bugging her one day and she said, go collect some pine cones. There's fairies in there. Ah. And that was very exciting for me as well. I'll be shaking the pine cones, hoping they come out. <laughs> but th- this L- got back to I love telling
0: it. a lie to a child.
1: <laughs> My mom really told me a lot <laughs> of stuff.
0: Keep <laughs> them occupied.
1: So this kind of made sense because when Dinty Doyle's the um, digging up the pine cone tree, that's why she's caught in one of the pine cones. Which I guess maybe is part of Irish folklore with fairies are trapped in pine cones, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, the banshee escapes, and she's quite the the figure. Well, she, yeah, so
0: she's like has really long white hair, and she's always crying because evidently banshees are made from tears.
1: Yeah, and where the Christmas gold comes in is that this banshee. We haven't even
0: gotten to the Christmas gold okay. yet.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, the Christmas gold where it, where it comes in is that the banshee needs one of it could be a leprechaun, it could be anyone to give her gold. Uh, by Christmas, otherwise she'll just dissolve into tears because banshees are always crying. And that's how you can tell you have a banshee if they morph into other forms to trick you. Their cheeks will always be wet or they'll always be crying. Mm-hmm. and you. They Which is very
0: scary if you really think about it.
1: <laughs> the, the banshee can't just take the gold. You have to give it out. You can't barter. They have to give it off their own free will. Like say, hey, Matt, I give you gold. And that would be it. So she needs someone to give her gold in order to survive. Dinty Doyle then becomes friends with Blarney, Killacanarny, whatever the hell his name is. And they go to his little home, if you will, behind these clovers.
0: Yeah, it was really funny. So evidently, whenever a rainbow hits uh, a field of clovers, it opens up like a secret door.
1: Of clovers. Into <laughs>
0: this gold pile. Yeah. Dead giveaway. And the leprechauns have to blow the, the rainbow away to, which was kind of cute.
1: The, the animation was really cool when they would have the leprechauns start blowing the rainbows away. Mm-hmm. That, I thought that was sweet. And they they kind of talked about rainbows as a nuisance. Oh, it was those rainbows giving us away. <laughs> you know, they had to keep on blowing them out. And so Blarney tells Dinty Doyle the story of basically the Christmas gold and the banshee and why he doesn't talk to his family anymore. And it goes back into this, jumps back into time.
0: Yeah. In, in a strangely misogynistic tale about how <laughs> the wife fell for the banshee and gave away all the gold. And they were only saved because St. Patrick intervened and trapped the banshee in a pine cone. Yeah. You did and a great
1: bur- job of summarizing. Cause I would have gone on and on. <laughs> there's just so many twists and turns. Um, yeah, but what was in- interesting about that is in his retelling, he also noted how the leprechauns are shoemakers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And either. There's,
0: there's songs, by the way.
1: Lots of songs. So they're
0: singing throughout this. I, I would say the songs are the weakest part. The, the songs aren't very interesting. They're kind of. You, you listen and they're like, oh, okay, that's a, that's okay, I guess. And then you immediately forget the melody.
1: I know, especially for Tuck going off of Heat Miser and all that stuff. I know.
0: It is not. It's
1: disappointing.
0: Even touching the Christmas stuff.
1: But. Nonetheless, it's a very creative story. So either you're a leprechaun who mines gold or you're a leprechaun who makes shoes, it seems. So you have mm-hmm. two two things you can do. <laughs> <laughs> but also my question was why were they why were they mining the gold just to stick in piles? Were they saving it for some
0: Well, that's okay, so the Banshee needs this gold to survive. She doesn't even need all of it. She needs a piece of it. Yeah. And they won't give it to her for some... I don't really understand why the Banshee is so bad. They don't really explain, like, what she's able to do if you continue to give her gold. (laughs) So, as a consequence, I'm like, what is with these hoarding miserly leprechauns? Like, I feel like they're just a metaphor for the 1%, hoarding all of their riches... And meanwhile, the poor are crying and begging for them. And they're like, no, you have to earn it. <laughs> if you don't earn every little piece of gold that we give you, yeah, meanwhile we're going to sit on our butts in our little <laughs> clover caves. Clover
1: caves. <laughs> it was either that or because a banshee is a, a sign of bad luck. And she, in the beginning of the movie.
0: Banshees are bad, but like, like in terms of folklore, but the, the, the movie didn't explain why they're bad.
1: The only thing that they did touch on is that she created a big storm. As soon as she was released,
0: whatever rain needs to happen.
1: So I, I agree, and it was kind of sad because she would beg in her crazy voice, mm-hmm. "Just one piece, just give me some gold," there. <laughs> and then it, it, all this stuff. But she also transformed to, as you mentioned, to trick Blarney's wife, and if some apparition like that, because she turned this lovely, all mm-hmm. dressed in white, she became young and beautiful. I'd be questioning it. She showed up on the the shoe assembly line and his wife was just like, yeah, sure. I'll give you the gold. So I could kind of seem to be a little frustrated. Some random woman comes up to you and says, give me your gold.
0: It's like basically when a scammer calls your grandparent.
1: Yeah. That's basically what it was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this guy, he's in a jam. I think I need, uh, apparently my social security card is canceled. I have to pay to get it (laughs) renewed.
1: Yeah, and Um, Vlarney and his wife had this fight, which I thought was really funny, actually.
0: I think he abandoned his family because he runs off to his little gold cave to protect it over staying with his family.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. But I thought it was kind of... He
0: chose gold over family, and he's the hero of the story. I I think thematically this is a problematic
1: short. (laughs) Well, the obsession with gold is problematic. They all are so obsessed. Sorry, obsessed. It's all they talk about... Their homes are filled with gold. <laughs> but talking about the set... Well, I'm jumping ahead because there's still another twist.
0: <laughs> we, haven't, we, haven't, we haven't finished summarizing the movie yet.
1: So, Dinty. <laughs> once Blarney is finished telling this tale, little old Dinty decides... he can, Well, Blarney says, I'm going to give you the gold, my gold, which I don't understand why Blarney gave Dinty his gold. But the Banshee... Um comes back and tries to trick Dinty as he's mm. going back trying to go back home to his ship, and he gets tricked. So she transforms into a young woman. It's different than one who tricked Blarney's wife. She's got an MO. <laughs> and so she comes young again, but she's crying and she's crying the whole time and Dinty doesn't even realize it. So he's, he's, he doesn't
0: listen to anything that Leprechaun told no. him. No.
1: So Dinty gives the Banshee the gold and she turns into her real form. And uh, she she steals the gold,
0: and then once again Deus ex machina, St. Patrick has to show up and fix the situation.
1: Yeah, he's kind of mean to the banshee too. Because when he first tricked her to get into that pine cone, he was talking so nicely to her. He, yeah, he said, "Yeah, sure, why not? Of course, I'll give you the gold. Just do this one little thing for me. Can you dissolve into tears?" And she did. And then, it's basically
0: like Dumbledore's relationship with Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> yeah, like and they came with the the pine cone, and that was it. And she's trapped. So, I, Justice
0: for the Banshee. Old yeah. Mag the Hag. Yeah,
1: Team Banshee. She was done wrong. Yeah, she was. Oh, stuck on this island, just run around.
0: Stuck under a pine tree.
1: Yeah, begging for gold. <laughs> <laughs> Crying all she'd the time. She'd do much better
0: now. I think her Go, GoFundMe would probably... Yeah. She'd make it to every Christmas.
1: Yeah. But the, the set of the movie was super... Cute in the leprechaun's homes, there's so many small de- details. Yeah, the
0: animation, as always, in these is, is the amazing. It's amazing about them. I just, it's, it's so just so inspiring. The level of detail.
1: Yeah, the level of detail. Their rugs were woven out of clovers and yeah. everything was adorned with clovers. Their little outfits were so cute. Um, I think that's what drew me to the movie. It, there's there's nothing like these movies. That's what I love about them. I, th-
0: I mean, if you can spare 20 minutes, Google leprechaun's Christmas gold, it will pop right up.
1: Yeah. And a banshee it can out. be pretty scary when she when she transforms back into her true self. So I don't know if you have little kids, maybe maybe not. She's <laughs> not that scary. If well, I if saw her, when real banshees are kid, be I'd be scarier. Scared.
0: Like evidently if you drop a comb or something, you're you're doomed. Like they lure you to your death or something. Yeah. So sort of people now Yeah. Um, it's just a little
1: background on the never
0: pick up a comb that's lying on the ground. Yeah, that's part of
1: it. Um What else do banshees do? So Apparently, they begin to cry when someone's about to die. So mm-hmm. that's why people don't want them around. Yeah. But they're just giving warnings, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't shoot the messenger.
1: So it could vary from a low, pleasant singing to a piercing or shattering noise. And they're often dressed in white or grayish white gown, which is true because in the movie, she was wearing mm-hmm. a long white gown and her hair is very long and white and gray. And like you said, Matt, it goes back to, you know, the comb because they always combing their hair for some reason. And as do mermaids, so same thing. If you see a comb, don't you know pick it up.
0: Ladies be combing their hair. (laughs) Yeah.
1: All those ladies got their long (laughs) hair, their gowns. (laughs) So yeah, that's pretty much it on Banshees. But going back to Leprechauns history, uh, they go back to the eighth century. They're legends of uh water spirits. I can't pronounce it it called (laughs) Lutrapon, which means It looks almost scientific. Yeah. yeah, I can't,
0: I I can't say that either.
1: Lucarpon meaning small body. And then they eventually merged with a mischievous household fairy said to haunt cellars and drink heavily. So I guess it's this is merging of this water spirit with a spirit that likes to drink a lot.
0: Yeah, I just, I wonder, like, because I think this is not the least cozy part of St. Patrick's Day is the binge drinking. Was that already there? And then leprechauns were kind of tied to it because of that trait. Or how did that work? But
1: yeah, I'm curious how they became these little partiers. They're yeah. always seen as mischievous little partiers. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm not sure about that. But one description I saw of leprechauns, they were called male loners. That was really funny. <laughs> and um, but like you said, they have to have babies.
0: Maybe not. Maybe they're incels.
1: <laughs> I guess we'll never know. That's a question for the ages.
0: Well, let's. Kiss the Blarney Stone. That's oh not boy. a. That's not an actually like a great transition because I don't really. I do ha- would never
1: have... want to kiss it.
0: Why not? Isn't it good luck?
1: Everyone's coming kissing it. I don't want to kiss it.
0: Yeah, right now not advisable. But let's not think about that right now. Yeah. Let's sit back and listen to some soothing sounds. My soothing sound this week is a little ditty by Purity Ring called Stardew, which I think. Stardew in itself is a really cozy name for a song. A
1: very, very cozy name.
0: I love the band Purity Ring. So it's it's a, a duo, like I said, uh, Megan James and Corin Roddick. They're coming out with their third album, but they haven't released new music for five years. Been waiting a long time for new Purity Ring. They kind of have an, like, an electronic sound with like a, a heavy beat to it, but a really a lot of unusual mm-hmm. mixes and natural sounds, like a lot of crunchy, crinkling and... There's kind of a Bjork ishness to some of their music, and it can sound a little experimental, but I find it to be kind of an, an enveloping electronic experience, I guess. Yeah. What I think is really interesting about their music, too, is um, her lyrics are very visceral and very grounded in the body and natural experiences, which I think kind of makes them a little like witchy and cozy.
1: Yeah, in terms natural of, sounds are always cozy.
0: And if you ever get the chance to see them live they do they put on a really interesting live show because you know it can be a struggle to kind of dramatize electronic music, but they have these really special rigs that are like these like light cocoons that the drummer will hit and it will bring out the tone and light up that's super and it 's cool. like a beautiful light show with the percussion like they 've really thought through how to make electronic music, how to make it a live experience, show that they're actually doing something live and make that really beautiful in the process like I think if you if you get a chance to see them on tour, I highly recommend checking out Purity Ring um, if it is safe to gather in a crowd at that time. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Sounds lovely. It, it, for posterity, right now we're recording and the coronavirus is, you know, there's a lot of Running uh, rampant. social uh, distancing. We're trying to quarantine so that it slows the spread. That's why I'm um, advising maybe not go into crowds if you don't need to. Back to the song. So Purity Ring, again, coming out with a new album. This is their first single from it. And let's dive into Stardew. It's a bouncy, fresh beat.
1: Yeah, it's very pretty. I like, like you mentioned, all of the little sounds echoing and bouncing off one yeah. another.
0: So all those songs, sounds you'd hear, like if you see them live, like that, like the the do do do, it would be like him banging on that, and it would, it would light up and make that sound.
1: Yeah, that sounds amazing. I need to see that,
0: Jillian. Person. What's your soothing sound?
1: Well, so actually, a one woman solo project out of Atlanta. Her name is Bailey Crone, but her musical name is called fate alone i don't know where she got the inspiration for that (laughs) (laughs) name uh the song is called calm down and billy describes herself as a dream pop and i'm I'm sure people are going to say if jillian says dream pop one more time i'm going to call police but it's a dream pop one woman solo project and she plays everything on the project from drums guitar vocals and she describes it as she creates songs as You can lie on the floor and stare at the ceiling too, which is my jam. (laughs) So this song is called Calm Down. It was based on her experiencing having panic attacks, which seems appropriate for the time right now because as someone who has medical-related anxiety, I've been to the ER three times thinking I have deep vein thrombrosis, which of course I did not. (laughs) (laughs) And so she modeled the song after having panic attacks, which doesn't sound cozy, but when I explain a little bit more, maybe it will. So, what she describes as having a panic attack is like going on an on and off ramp. So it has a, it reaches its hilt and then it you have a come down and the song sounds like that where it's, you know, amping up. And then at the end it gets really quiet mm-hmm. and still, which is soothing because you have all this energy built up and then you can just release it. So whenever you're coming down of a stressful moment, it's always when you come off that, it's a really peaceful place I find. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it sounds really beautiful, and let me try it out.
0: So let's listen to Calm Down by Bathe Alone. love that sound
1: yeah that is totally
0: up my alley that's kind of like going it's it's a new song right oh yes like, but it's so like to me reminds me of the kind of music i listened to in high school it has like a nice rhythm to it and of soothing voice
1: it has a nice rhythm where i can listen to it like i it's a song i look forward to listening to but it also has that that calming effect yeah. and it sounds it's just a, it's a really really pretty song and i think it's cool that She said this song is the song that made her realize that she can make a whole album about mental health awareness.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, So that's That's cool. So it's
0: it's songs of the message.
1: Yeah. And then she's a one woman act, which Mm is super cool. She does does this all herself. And she's releasing uh, her first LP in the summer. I I believe it's called Last Looks. And this was released in February. So it's a brand new song.
0: Awesome. So check it out. Yeah. Very soothing. Well, it's time to wind down, but we have a very special candle.
1: Oh, yes. To it's,
0: describe today.
1: It's from A Lady in the Woods. I wanted to find an Irish that's candle. That's the
0: brand, by the way. We didn't pick it up from
1: uh, <laughs> A from the Lady in the, in the woods. woods. Actually, that's what I would have liked to have done. That's very fairy esque.
0: Yeah, it, really appropriate. And I, I'm already on board because I love that as a company name.
1: Yeah, and she's on Etsy. But like I said, I was trying to find an Irish candle and I really couldn't find one anywhere. I just want something that had a scent that related to Ireland in some ways. So this one is dew scented. So think of a bright Irish morning.
0: Yeah. And boy, are we getting that. Like, yeah, it is such a pretty sweet smell. It's so it, t- it kind of smells like moisture. It really it is capturing like a morning dew, like grass. It's a grassy smell. I'm really digging it. And it has a lovely throw.
1: It does. Has it? Nice big flame, not too crazy. I'm not too crazy. <laughs> not like a
0: cozy awards need yeah. a fire extinguisher kind of flame.
1: And a lady in the woods was so kind enough to put a little shamrock charm.
0: That's really sweet. Yeah, yeah
1: on, on, on this on the side of it, and that was really kind of her. And Etsy, so you're supporting you know independent business owners. But like Matt said, it has such a fresh. Nice smell.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the packaging is really cute. It came all wrapped up in twine mm-hmm. and it has this little shamrock charm on it. And it, I really am loving the smell on this. It's great throw. It's filling up the room.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like exactly what you want to get from this. This is a full wick up for me.
1: Full wick up. Especially yeah. it's great for spring. And thank goodness. After I feel like cleaning. we've had a little
0: rough go here. I feel like we haven't had like a solid two wick candle in a while. I'm so relieved to have a solid heavy hitter like this.
1: Yeah, solid hitter. It's a good way to say it. And it was affordable, too. Yeah. we got to talk about the price as well because our last candles, they were kind of expensive and they, you didn't get their bang for your buck. Right. So it just goes to show. Sometimes you Some, put yeah. a little buck in, you get a big bang.
0: <laughs> it just goes to show that. Absolutely. Yeah, I love this candle. I recommend it. What's it called again?
1: It has really no specific name. It's called the Irish Candle. Oh, cool. And yeah, do send it. Well, you know, it. when
0: you're a lady making candles in a wood, you can just sort of do what you want.
1: Oh, and very fast shipping. I will say that. And, and we're not affiliated with her in any way. <laughs> but it was a super fast shipping. I ordered it on Sunday. It got here today. So that's pretty quick.
0: Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. So on Etsy, a lady in the woods, get your eyes candle, get to it.
0: It's time to, to wrap up. It's time to go in our clover cave.
1: <laughs> with our gold.
0: Yeah. Don't, don't shoot your rainbows at us and uncover us. But before we do... We'd like to shout out, first of all, we have a five-star review that well, has words to it. And I'd like to read those words. Thank you, Zentropologist, for your five-star review. They write, love. No. Oh, just want to say, I just discovered your podcast and it's the dose of self-care I didn't even realize how badly I needed in my day. Five stars for sure and a dedicated listener now. It suited me right in the middle of a big move I was just doing this morning. Well... Thank I hope you. your move that's was so successful. Nice. I'm glad we could soothe you throughout yeah, that process. That's really kind. It can be stressful, and thank you so so much for your kind words and your review. Yes, thank you. And you know, so follow Zanthropologist's example and leave us a five star review. Write us little yeah little
1: little shout out words.
0: Yeah, little shout out. It would surely make us very lucky on the St. Patrick's mm-hmm.
1: Day. We have our new patrons, Aaron and Heather. They wrote us the kindest messages on on our Patreon page, and we're excited to send. Then the handmade pins because that was our exclusive.
0: Yeah, so again, um, if you join through March and at once it's March 31st, the offer expires. That will also send you the Valentine's Day pin that has "Stay Cozy" on it.
1: And Matt makes them by hand, like a little leprechaun. I do.
0: Yeah, you can't catch me in your squirrel trap, Jillian. And I really am like it is such a tedious process for me that I really am only making them for as many patrons as join. So honestly, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. But if, if it is something that sounds interesting to you and you, you're like, yeah, I've been on the fence, I'll give a dollar here. Um that's all it takes to get you a stay cozy pin. We do appreciate the support.
1: Yeah. And uh, thank you again. For-
0: yeah, show, So if you if you're interested in that, show your support by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash all things cozy. And of course you can find us online at all things cozy podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, Check us out there. Join the the cozy community, if you will. And that wraps up our episode for today. We hope you have a wonderful St. Patrick's day. Yeah. It's very lucky. Maybe you'll
1: catch a leprechaun in your squirrel trap. (laughs) Or you'll put some pennies up for you. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Put some pennies under leprechaun butts, (laughs) eat some corned beef and cabbage. And I'll share um, the recipe. Some the shillelagh.
1: Yeah, I'll share the recipe for the Cole Cannon in the Facebook group and I'll share a picture of Ignatius.
0: Wonderful. So, stay safe, wash your hands, and as always, stay, stay cozy. cozy.